Catching the wave with a brand new vibe in quartet music on the NFI Radio Gospel Network. 
Good morning. Welcome to the NFI Radio Gospel Network. I'm your host, Blessed. I will be right here with you till 11 a.m., playing the very best in gospel music. Let's get started. Acts 1 and 8 tells us, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us. Then Philippians tells me that I can do all things with Christ, which strengthens me. Yes, sir. Ah, but 2 Timothy told me, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power.
given Hope you're having a great time. I got more music on the way. It's 15 minutes after 8 a.m. and on a beautiful sunny day. I'm your host, Blessed. Now back with more music.
It hurt me so bad when you strayed away. We were so close. You decided you wanted to enjoy life. So you just had to go. But you know, just like I know, that God has a plan for you. I don't care where you may go, my friend. This one thing I know is true. It's just a matter of time. And you. together in the choir We walk to Sunday school I can remember the very night when the spirit fell on you But somewhere along the way you got discouraged And you told me That you were through I want you to know that I still love you my friend Yes I do And I'm still praying For you I believe It's just a matter
You're catching the wave with your host, Blessed. Join us on our website at nfiradio.com. Or tune in on Facebook Live at NFI Radio Gospel Network. And also feel free to call in and listen on your mobile phone or request a song at 347-215-8049. We'll be right back right after this. You're, you're, you're tuned into the Stellar, Stellar Warden Internet Radio Station. You're at the right place at the right time. The NFI coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. Hold up. Wait just a minute. You're in the mix in HD2 sound with tight acoustic pace. It's the NFI giving God the praise. I'm in production. Doing a remix. Worldwide enigma making platinum hits. New wine, come and get some of this. Stand and give God the
gonna leave that alone, Lord. Work it out, work it out for me. Who's 
are you looking for the Word of God? Then you don't have to look anymore. You can tune in and listen to this powerful man of God, Reverend Robert E. Ellison, fulfilling wisdom and knowledge from the Word of God right here on the NL5 Radio Gospel Network with Approaching the Finish Line Radio Broadcast. Reverend Robert E. Ellison, a man with dignity, a man with power, and a man that brings forth understanding. When running a race, a runner sees signs along the way, signposts that let them know of their progress along the way. The same is with this race that we are running. There are signs that tell us of our progress. How far do we have to go until we reach our destiny? I'm going to talk about destiny. I'm going to talk about heaven. I'm going to talk about life and death. I'm going to talk about perseverance. I'm going to talk about endurance, the millennial kingdom, the thousand-year reign of Jesus here on the earth that's coming. I'm going to talk about angels and demons. Apostasy, the falling away from the faith. I'm going to talk about faith. I'm going to talk about all things eternal. These are just some of the things that God has put on my heart. My name is Robert Ellison. I'm coming to you from Fort Washington, Maryland. Be sure to join in with Reverend Robert E. Ellison with Approaching the Finish Line radio broadcast every Monday, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the NL5 Radio Gospel Network. NFI, North Carolina, Georgia, California, New York, Seattle, Washington, around the world, in studio, NFI Radio Gospel Network, the number one quartet station in the world.
Lord, you know, I know you know how much I'm suffering down in this world of sin and praise. I'm trying to carry out your mission. Oh, I've been singing all every day. Let the church roll on, my Lord. Let the church roll on. 
my mother just had to go. Oh, 
looking for the Word of God, then you don't have to look anymore. You can tune in and listen to this powerful man of God, Reverend Robert E. Allison, fulfilling wisdom and knowledge from the Word of God right here on the NL5 Radio Gospel Network with Approaching the Finish Line Radio Broadcast. Reverend Robert E. Ellison, a man with dignity, a man with power, and a man that brings forth understanding. When running a race, a runner sees signs along the way, signposts that let them know of their progress along the way. The same is with this race that we are running. There are signs that tell us of our progress. How far do we have to go until we reach our destiny? I'm going to talk about destiny. I'm going to talk about heaven. I'm going to talk about life and death. I'm going to talk about perseverance. I'm going to talk about endurance, the millennial kingdom, the thousand-year reign of Jesus here on the earth that's coming. I'm going to talk about angels and demons. Apostasy, the falling away from the faith. I'm going to talk about faith. I'm going to talk about all things eternal. These are 
just some of the things that God has put on my heart. My name is Robert Ellison. I'm coming to you from Fort Washington, Maryland. Be sure to join in with Reverend Robert E. Ellison with Approaching the Finish Line radio broadcast every Monday, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the NFI Radio Gospel Network. NFI, North Carolina, Georgia, California, New York, Seattle, Washington, around the world, in studio, NFI Radio Gospel Network, the number one quartet station in the world. Welcome back, welcome back. We are live from the NFI studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina, and it is 9.30 a.m. on this wonderful Monday morning. Standing by that awesome preacher, teacher, man of God, and you all are ready to receive him on this Monday. I'm speaking of Reverend Robert E. Ellis out of Fort Washington, Maryland, with Approaching the Finish Line radio broadcast. He is the author and writer of the biblical insight of coping with chaos. And now, let's join him right here, live from the NFI studios. Good morning, Reverend Robert E. Ellison. Good morning, good morning, and welcome once again to a live broadcast of Approaching the Finish Line. Thank you so much for uh, joining me again. My name is Robert Ellison, and I I'm so excited, so excited to to speak with you from week to week. A lot to talk about today. As always, so much to talk about, so little time. And I'm a man on a mission. What is that mission? To be salt and light in the decaying world and to occupy until he comes. Have you put on your whole armor today? Have you put on the armor of God? What is the armor of God? Well, it's described in Ephesians chapter 6 as being the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, shodding your feet with the preparation of the gospel, girding yourself with the belt of truth, uh, carrying that shield of faith, and wielding the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit, that is the Word of God. I'm going to tell you, if you haven't put your armor on, you're going to need to have it on, not just today, but for every day moving forth. Why? Because we are living in biblical times, we are living in, uh, I would put it, perilous times. These are the days of, uh, we are in uh, ch- waters that are unchartered, so to speak. But we don't have to worry about anything. Why? Because God is still on the throne. That's right. Our God is still of the throne. And as long as he's there, you and I and every other believer, those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, do not have to worry. 
because he has not given us a spirit of fear, but rather of power, of love, and of a sound mind. That's right. That's our God. He is the great I am, the one who was, who is, and is to come. Great and mighty is his name. There's no one like him. He was there in the beginning. He's the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. That's our God. He's, his name is Jesus, Jesus the Christ, the one who came to set us free from the bondage, from the, from the things that sin brought into this world. Sin brought with it death. Death brings separation, separation from God. But Jesus came to restore, to build that bridge back to relationship to a holy God. That's right, my friends. You and I are sinners, and we have fallen short of the glory of God, in need of a Savior, and his name is Jesus. I have a lot to talk, with you, uh, to, talk to you about today, as usual, but first, I want to let you know how you can get in touch with me. You can reach me simply by typing in approaching the finish line at gmail.com. That's approaching the finish line at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments on any of the content here on the program, feel free to reach out to me, and I will try to respond to you. Uh, I will sift through the, the, uh, the replies, and from time to time, I'll air maybe a few of them on this broadcast. To move forward, I have a topic for you today. I promise you that today we will be talking about the rapture of the church. But before I get into that, uh, just to take a look at one of those road signs along the way as we find ourselves approaching the finish line, I want to talk today about apostasy. So here's the commentary of the week. The word apostasy is defined in Webster's Dictionary as a renunciation or abandonment of a former loyalty. The Bible speaks of apostasy in the last days in terms of having abandoned the faith by which Paul instructs Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, when he says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, he says, turn away. Does it sound like what we're going through today, those, uh, those things that were just listed? Uh, well, let me talk a little bit about what is apparently the Laodicean church, because that's what we're experiencing today as we look. The book of Revelation speaks of seven churches, and, and, and those seven churches listed in the book of Revelation to deal with 
the various phases of the church from its inception in the very beginning to where we are now. We're at the end of the church age. The uh, the Laodicean church, if you open your Bibles, if you will read in uh, the, the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, along about the third chapter, it's talking about the, the church of Laodicea, whether this church is neither hot nor cold, but it's lukewarm. And so it's taken on a worldly look, a worldly aspect to it. It's fallen away from the truth. And it is in apostasy. So the Laodicean church was put on full display this last week in a video that was posted on social media. A church in Ohio reenacted a scene during Super Bowl weekend when three church members took the stage in the form of uh, a referee who was dressed for the part in complete referee outfit along with two other church members as they stood face-to-face for a coin toss. They each wore the jersey of their favorite team. All of this was done on stage, a stage that was marked off to look like a football field. Now, this is, this is inside of a church. After the coin toss, the receiver took position while the kicker prepared to punt to the opposition, only the object being kicked wasn't a football. It was a Bible. Yes, my friends, a Bible. To be certain, this was the word of God that was literally kicked across a stage as spectators from the audience or congregation cheered and applauded as if they were at an actual football game. This is lunacy. This is the condition of many churches from around the world. As sad and utterly disgusting as this spectacle was, it is but one of many examples of how far the church has fallen from the truth of the gospel. It's taken on a worldly aspect. The world is preparing itself to receive and accept the man of sin, that man of perdition, the Antichrist, that is soon in coming. These are part of the road signs that we see as we are approaching the finish line. Jesus said, uh, he told us in Matthew 24 of certain things that would be happening, things to look out for as we approach the end. Is it the end of the world? No. We're simply coming to an end of a dispensation of time. We are coming to the end of the age of grace. The church age is what it's called, which you and I are presently a part of. Well, you may ask, well, what's coming after the church age? The messianic age is what's coming, the millennial reign of Christ. But first, Jesus has to return in order to remove the church from the wrath that is soon to come from God on a Christ-rejecting world. That's why it's so important, my friends, that you be saved so you don't have to face the wrath 
that's coming. If you haven't received Jesus as Lord, today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but whomever it applies to, if you have not confessed Jesus as Lord. In other words, here's the gospel as, a, as recorded by the Apostle Paul. Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, Paul says, I give to you that which I first received in order that you would be saved, that you believe that Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and he rose on the third day according to the scriptures. In that selfless act, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. In that selfless act by our Lord Jesus Christ, as he hung on that cross and he shed his innocent blood for the remission of sins, at his resurrection, he showed us the way of what is coming upon everyone who believes a resurrection of the physical body being brought back to life, being restored, being renewed to its original form, to what God originally intended for man to live life forever in a physical body, a glorified body, something that Adam no doubt had before he sinned against God. And once he fell, the entire creation fell behind him. That is the significance of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, showing us that not only will there be a resurrection of the, of the body, but there will also be a resurrection of the entire creation as it was intended to be. So I'm going to keep pounding this home as often as possible so that those of you who are listening can understand, and hopefully I will be able to help you to make, uh, to be able to connect the dots in between the Old Testament and the New Testament to show you why things are the way that they are, what God's plan, ultimate plan for humanity is, and why we should have great hope in anticipation of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, because at that time, all things will be made new. It's going to happen in the second coming of Christ, after the millennial reign, the thousand-year reign of Christ. But we will talk about that on future broadcasts. What I want to talk to you about today is a doctrine of the Bible known as the rapture. Now, there are skeptics, mockers, and scoffers that are out there that deny the rapture. This is the work of Satan. Satan doesn't want you to know anything about this particular doctrine. It is a sound doctrine of the Bible, and hopefully I will be able to explain it to you to where you can comprehend it. The word rapture is not mentioned in our Bible, but neither is the word Bible mentioned in the Bible. 
Neither is the word Trinity mentioned in the Bible. But we know the Trinity to be real, uh, God in three persons. It's the concept that's the key, the the concept. So the concept of the rapture lies in a, a portion of Scripture in the New Testament by the, given by the Apostle Paul, and it's in 1 Thessalonians 4. And so 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 18 reads like this. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the voice of the, uh, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I want you to focus on that phrase, caught up. In the Latin Bible, the word caught up is stated as rapturo, R-A-P-T-U-R-O. It means rapture, catch up. The Greek translation is harpazo, H-A-R-P-A-Z-O. The, 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 the English translation, translation of the word harpazo means to snatch. It's a violent seizing. So when Jesus returns for the church, he's simply going to appear in the clouds. He won't come to the earth. He's going to appear in the clouds, and he is going to call us up away from the earth. And so those that we love, those who have gone on before us, um, who we have uh, put in cemeteries, buried, uh, uh, and and we go to their graves from time to time, and we place flowers on their markers, these are the first that will rise. And as they rise, As they go up into the air, as their bodies are taken up in the air, we who are alive, according to the Apostle Paul, will be caught up to meet them, and our bodies will be changed instantly in the twinkling of an eye. Let me read to you uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 52. Paul says it like this. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. This is a solid doctrine in the Bible because it was given to Paul by the Lord himself. The doctrine uh, was shared by Jesus, and he says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, this is coming from the Apostle Paul, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. That's from 1 Thessalonians 4.15. So we know that the rapture is a sound biblical doctrine that was given to the Apostle by Jesus. Um, Now, there is a man by the name of John Darby who lived in the 1800s, and the skeptics, the mockers, the scoffers that deny the rapture, they will always point to John Darby and say, well, this is something that's made up. 
It's a bunch of pie-in-the-sky nonsense, and it was created by John Darby in the 1800s. No, John Darby was a man who read the scriptures, who understood what was being said in the scriptures. And so the mockers and scoffers will always point to John Darby. But can I share with you this morning that the doctrine of the rapture goes all the way back to the early church by men uh, by the likes of Polycarp. Now, Polycarp was a direct disciple of uh, the apostle John. That's right. It's the same apostle who gave us the book of Revelation. Now, when John speaks in the book of Revelation, particularly Revelation uh, in the fourth chapter, He's the doors of, he- of heaven being opened, an angel is, give- is giving him access to this vision of heaven. John says he sees the doors of heaven open up. He sees the throne of God, a great rainbow that's over the throne. He sees the four and 20 elders. They're dressed in white. They're wearing golden crowns. He sees uh, the four living beasts. He sees multitudes of angels and also people from every kindred, nation, and tongue. Now, this this is important to remember because John is giving us a vision of heaven in Revelation chapter 4. He says, and I heard a trumpet, and it sounded like a voice that was speaking to me, and it says, come up here. This is coming from John the Apostle, a man whom Jesus instructed an angel to show him this vision of heaven. This is important because it comes just two chapters before the judgments of the earth in Revelation chapter 6 are being poured down on the earth. The rider on the white horse, the red horse, the black horse, and the pale horse. These are the judgments of God that are being unleashed on the earth. But in Revelation 4, two chapters prior to that, the church has already been raptured, caught up, is in heaven before the tribulation period begins. So there are types and shadows throughout the Bible. All through the Bible, there are types and shadows. I want to share one with you where the rapture is somewhat hidden in this Old Testament, Exodus 19, where Moses was called by God to Mount Sinai for the receiving of the Ten Commandments. In Exodus 19, it mentions the third day. On the third day, God has given Moses instructions. He's telling him to... Come up the mountain, but to not let anyone else near that mountain. Or else, if they were to touch it, they would instantly die. He instructs Moses to have the people to wash their clothes, make themselves clean before the Lord. He also instructs Moses, have, tell the men not to come near their wives during this time period. So it's a period, a time of sanctification. Prepare yourself for the coming of the Lord. God appears 
at that time in a cloud, a cloud that descends on top of Mount Sinai. That cloud comes with thunderings and lightning flashes. It comes with a great earthquake where the ground shakes. It comes with the sound of a trumpet that's loud. It's so loud that it frightens the people. But it's the voice that that speaks to Moses that's distinct, telling him to come up the mountain. In this particular book, the rapture, Moses is a type of the church being called up to the mount of God. Mount, you could call it Mount Zion, but in this case, it was Mount Sinai. For God sits upon his holy mountain, the scriptures tell us. Here in Exodus 19, you hear the trump of God. It shakes the earth. The people are frightened. They don't know what to think. God has given Moses instructions, have your priests to uh, uh, sanctify themselves, lest I come upon them. Aaron is the only one that's allowed, along with Moses, to come to this mountain. So, my friends, this is a, the rapture is all over this particular book. So we have it here. We also have it in the New Testament in the book of Revelation where the church itself will be called up before the, the day of the Lord. You have the day of Christ, which is the rapture of the church. You have the day of the Lord, which is the wrath of God that's going to come upon the whole world. Revelation 3.10 speaks of the church of Philadelphia, where Jesus tells the church, this church is a faithful church. This church, uh, Jesus could find no fault. He tells it that for you, he said, because you have kept the word of my patience, I will keep you from the day of wrath that's about to come upon the whole world. He's talking about he is going to remove the church before the wrath of God is unleashed upon it. The church will be in heaven. That's what the 24 elders represent. I'll, I'll, I'll go more into detail on another broadcast as I get deeper into the book of Revelation to explain to you uh, what the, the 24 elders represent. First of all, they're not angels. They're wearing white robes, but they're not angels because angels don't wear crowns. They're all wearing golden crowns because they have received their rewards for life on this earth. That's what the 24 elders represent. They represent the church, the church age. At the end of the uh of this life, as God calls us up, whether it's by death or by rapture, either way, we're going to stand in front of the Bema seat of Christ to receive our rewards for this life that we are living on this earth. So what I'm telling you today, my friends, it should encourage you and to remind us that the rapture 
the doctrine of the rapture is given not so much that we focus uh, or make our, uh, that we concentrate so much on the rapture that we, all we want to do is get out of here. No. It should encourage us. Paul talks about uh, this in 1 Thessalonians 4, where at the end uh, of that passage, he says, now encourage one another with these words. So if anything, the doctrine of the rapture should encourage us to know that one day we will be going home. And it should encourage us even more to evangelize, for us to get out and bring as many as we can into the kingdom of God before that time of terrible wrath comes upon the earth. This is why this particular broadcast exists, for that very reason, to show you the road signs along the way as we are currently running this race to remind us that we are approaching the finish line. Yes, my friends, we are indeed approaching the finish line. And it's closer than many would, would, would think. The return of Christ is imminent. Imminent. It could happen at any moment, in any day. There is no sign for the rapture. There are signs for the second coming, but the rapture is going to happen before the second coming. Can I tell you this morning, my friends, that in the second coming, we, the glorified church, will be following Jesus, our Lord, on white horses, dressed in white robes in Revelation 19. I hope you can grasp that. I hope you can comprehend that. Because it's going to happen. And we're closer now than we ever have been. Yes, we're living in biblical times. I can't wait to talk to you in the next broadcast. It looks like my time is running out. But once again, you can reach me at approaching the finish line uh, at gmail.com. That's approaching the finish line at gmail.com. I look forward to speaking with you next week when our topic will be what happens to those uh, who are dead? I'm going to talk about life after death. What goes on in the unseen after we die? Can't wait to talk with you. Look forward to being with you. Until then, God bless. Have a good week. And to God be the glory. You've been listening to Reverend Robert E. Ellison out of Fort Washington, Maryland with Approaching the Finish Line radio broadcast. Be sure to join him every Monday, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the NFI Radio Gospel Network. I got a race to run, and I'm running by faith to the finish line where I'll see God's face.
Are you looking for the Word of God? Then you don't have to look anymore. You can tune in and listen to this powerful man of God, Reverend Robert E. Allison, fulfilling wisdom and knowledge from the Word of God right here on the NL5 Radio Gospel Network with Approaching the Finish Line radio broadcast. Reverend Robert E. Ellison, a man with dignity, a man with power, and a man that brings forth understanding. When running a race, a runner sees signs along the way, signposts that let them know of their progress along the way. The same is with this race that we are running. There are signs that tell us of our progress. How far do we have to go until we reach our destiny? I'm going to talk about destiny. I'm going to talk about heaven. I'm going to talk about life and death. I'm going to talk about perseverance. I'm going to talk about endurance, the millennial kingdom, the thousand-year reign of Jesus here on the earth that's coming. I'm going to talk about angels and demons. Apostasy, the falling away from the faith. I'm going to talk about faith. I'm going to talk about all things eternal. These are just some of the things that God has put on my heart. My name is Robert Ellison. I'm coming to you from Fort Washington, Maryland. Be sure to join in with Reverend Robert E. Ellison with Approaching the Finish Line radio broadcast every Monday, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the NLF Radio Gospel Network. NFI, North Carolina, Georgia, California, New York, Seattle, Washington, around the world, in studio. NFI Radio Gospel Network, the number one quartet station in the world. Fifty over fifty years, the sensational nightingales have been proclaiming our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All that time I wasn't living the life I was singing about. I was playing church. Saying, Lord, Lord, from my lips, but my heart was far from God. We can fool man sometimes, but we can't fool God no time. It is indeed time out for playing church. Mother told me, said, son, don't you play with God like that. It's too dangerous. Then mother says something to me. I never will forget it as long as I live. Mother will look at me straight in the eye. She says, son, listen, don't you know you can sing a lie just as well as you can tell one? Time out for playing church. I laid my hands on mother's forehead in the casket. I spoke to her spirit. I said, Mother, I'm going to be at that meeting one of these days to see you and greet you. There's going to be a great meeting. And I want to be at the meeting. Hallelujah. At the meeting, where I want to be at the meeting. 
Here we go. Prank phone call. Hey, we got, you know, we're going to try to do something for, you know, like Lil Darrell. Okay, Lil Darrell. Yeah. Okay, let's try it. Here we go. I'm going to call. I'm going to go ahead and dial a number now. Okay. Granny. Hello? Good morning. May I speak to Maggie, please? Did me. How you doing, sugar? All right. God is good. Yes, who is this? Uh, I'm one of the grandmothers of the little girl. That you got to fighting with yesterday. So? And you slammed I, I didn't get to fighting with her. You were tipping up on behind my granddaughter from the star button in the back, and I wasn't from that. You and nobody else star button with no knife. I Wait didn't get to fight with now one of them. Now listen to me, sugar. Just let me talk for a minute. I'm going to let you talk, then you're going to listen at me. All right, then. Hold on there. Hold on. Now, my grandbaby don't bother nobody. Who is your grandbaby? But one of the girls you slammed. Well, just let me finish now. Who, who is your grandbaby? One second. Just hold on, sugar. Uh-uh. I'm holding. Well, I want to know who is your grandbaby hold here. On. Just hold on, sugar. Here. You put a scratch on my grandbaby arm, and my grandbaby ain't never did nothing to nobody. You're a liar. I ain't going to get to them, children. Let me tell you something. I didn't here. get to them, children. Baby, I love to fight. I, I, don't, I didn't even get up to your children. And me too. Now, ask anybody at that school, did I test any one of them girls? You, you, they said my... They, they told you a lie, because the person them told me when he let no, me they, get to them. No, you lied. No, you telling a lie yourself. Baby, I didn't test down one of them children. If they say I test you, I come to school money and prove it. Don't you make me come over, over here. here. I, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. <laughs> I told you I didn't test down one of them children, because they ain't get, get, get close to me. You them children way down me down at that gate down there. Me and my church member... I'm a church member just like you. Don't put your church member in this here, baby. You might be bad, baby, but you got your mask. Now you can come over here now. We're going to do a pray-by. I could me and my staff can pray to you. by your house and throw some of them little green Bibles at you. You can throw anything you, you want in my house, baby. You don't even know why I stay here. Lord, help this woman. She no, you crazy. need to help your challenge. We talking about you. This ain't got nothing to do with you. Your challenge was slipping up behind yeah, my granddaughter in my car with a knife. May Lee. Maylee. Don't tell me nothing because you don't know your channel like I do. You don't even know your own daughter like I do. Maylee. I've been knowing them channels. Maylee, do you got a son named Monroe? I sure will. Hey, Ma. <laughs> Ma, don't make me mad here. What? <laughs> Ma. What? Hey, girl. Don't be doing it. I'm getting mad at this. <laughs> yeah, well, y'all finna have my Ma, I'll call you a minute. We just... Let, let me tell y'all something now. We, we I'll get back to your phone. Uh-huh. I don't cook. But see, y'all done run my blood pressure up now because I thought y'all done over good. I'm ready to fight now. What else? You ain't saved like they say you is. I'm sure. saved, but I'm not y'all know better call and turn me up. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to be playing when I get to y'all hear what I said. Now I'm finna go get my grandbaby and I'll be in the Birmingham in the next, about the next five or two. And y'all be at the shop. This is Michael Booker from Greensboro, North Carolina. And you're listening to the NFI Radio Gospel Network in Raleigh, North Carolina. Catch the wave. For all you 
Come on, children, let's have a good time. All we gotta do is to cheer. Gotta get chills on your mind. Listen, everybody, we gotta get with it. Jesus will be there. You can count on the Lord. Take him tonight because you do it. Praise him tonight because. Come on and let's have a good time. Come on and let's have a good time. I think I said again. I tell you, come on, children, let's have a good time. All we gotta do is Let's have a, 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 let's have a
Okay.